You are listening to Boku No Stop, an anime podcast that will answer all of your questions next year. I'm your host, Sybil Arnett, and with me is... Matt Marcus. Garrett. Chris. And today we're talking about the Code Gas Season 1 finale, Episode 25, Zero, and a little bit more. We're free. Content warnings for today's batch include a particularly grisly montage of various types of death and gunshit. Mm-hmm. Last time, Lelouch v. Britannia, secretly the terrorist leader Zero, seizes on his misfiring powers and the public call to genocide they cause, and kills his half-sister, the Princess Euphemia, before turning the native uprising into an all-out Japanese rebellion. The current viceroy, Cornelia, lays bleeding at his feet. His troops have nearly taken Tokyo proper, blasting all reinforcements from the sky. His greatest foe, the honorary Britannian knight Suzuku Kururuhi, lies grounded and helpless. It's Zero's game to lose, and he still might, because the mysterious Imp Vivi has just kidnapped his beloved sister, Nunley. You know, Imp is a good pull, because he is like a little freak, but he doesn't have goblin vibes. <laughs> no, he is horrendous Faustian bargain child. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Imp, is, Imp is the perfect descriptor of the vibe. Mm-hmm. 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 So, episode 25, Zero. We begin with Cornelia, broken and bloody on the ground, acknowledging Lelouch as Zero. Uh, he's unmasked, uh, but he is uh, covering his eye in a hilariously camp hands gesture. So I he tried doing her. that gesture. It is the worst. Uh, <laughs> look, his, his magic eye don't work good right now. But just you close can cover it. it. Can you wink? Yeah, he can no. close it. Or, or, maybe just cover it with your hand, not with a full reverse Spider-Man over the face. Look, some JoJo mm-hmm. surely was going on at this time. He was just posing. Think we were in Steel Ball Run at this point. Uh, I mean, just wear an eye patch, dude. Just carry an eye patch with you, and you're good. Anyway, he is waiting for her to finish before he uses his power. And he asks if she killed Marianne, his mother, and she says that she was not the assassin. Womp womp. Uh, he says he asks if she knows who did it, and she says she does not. Womp womp. And then at this point, he grows furious. Uh, you were in charge of her personal guard. Why did you withdraw her escort then? And so she answers, "I was asked to by Lady Marianne." Hmm. Every answer is only pissing Lelouch off further, so he snaps, asking how the hell any of this adds up, and how does Cornelia not have better answers, when she was the person assigned to investigate the assassination. Cornelia can't answer these things, but when Lelouch asks who would know more, she does tell him one thing. Snizel was ordered by the Emperor to transport the body. Lelouch begins probing this, asking, wait, if he had her body, what was in the coffin? What did we bury? But before anything more can happen, C2 has the gas equivalent of the new type flash play out and screens, get back into the Gawain now. Lelouch is way too casual about this going, yeah, yeah, the Britannians are coming. And CC corrects him, crouching on the me- crouching the mech down to pick him up. No, it's not that. Your little sister's been kidnapped. Uh, and Lelouch is like, yeah, whatever. This is very out of character for him. Um... The first half of this episode, he's completely ignoring everything that comes out of her mouth. It's so weird. Uh, 
CC repeats herself saying, look, we both know she's the driving force in your life. So trust me, she's in enemy hands and they've taken her to Kamine Island. And he thinks back to the last time they arrived there on the whole spooky vibe. But then the rooftop explodes outwards and a floating hedgehog mecha makes its debut as a voice screams, all hail Britannia. Gotta let you know this is a Beyblade. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Which makes it even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I do love the yelling magic. of all hail Britannia. It's so good. Most of the lines I'm going to cut for this this episode are just Jeremiah clips because oh. his actor is going hell. The way he just yells zero is amazing. Jeremiah fucking killing it this episode. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. A completely jokerified Jeremiah is riding atop this thing going, Mr. Zero? And bringing all kinds of chaos energy to the scene. Uh, Zero tosses out his usual, oh, orange taunt. At this point, Jeremiah lets out what sounds like an orgasm noise and then gives a deadpan. I beseech you, I'm begging you, please die. Also, shoutouts to how it's cool that his mech has three doors that go in opposite directions over each other. Very cool. I beseech you! I'm begging you, please die. The Gawain tries to grasp for Cornelia, who is slumping down further from blood loss, but Jeremiah's mech smashes the Gawain into the sky. The madman screams that his mission is to rid the world of the Empire's enemies, and so once more he screams into the heavens, All hail Britannia! Ah, uh, fuck you, future self, gonna have to deal with peeking the mic on those. <laughs> On the ground in the ruins of their science bunker, General Bartley is just watching this and realizing he's going to be in some shit again, calling this debut of their top secret research a damned disgrace. One of the scientists says, there's a, there's a chance we can bring this all back to heal. We just have to wait for Jeremiah's emotions to come into balance. So he has to survive a suicide attack on Zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we return from the opening theme to the Avalon. Uh, Cecily is dressing up in a pilot suit as Lloyd sulks around the quarter to uh, preserve her modesty. Uh, She asks the scientist why he tried to stop Suzuku. And we see uh, his cheek and jaw are bandaged from the blow Suzuku laid him low with. Uh, Shout outs to Kogias, by the way. Like at the last second, they're like, oh, right. There's a woman we haven't been really horny for yet. We got to get that in. (laughs) Yeah, we could have just come into this scene with her get putting on the headset. There's still a whole dress-up scene you could do without tits out. Y- you know, this one just kind of went whoosh. It didn't even, <laughs> like, uh, I, okay, yep, she's suiting up, whatever. Like, it didn't even register. <laughs> but you're right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have even just come into the, the plug suit, like, compresses scene, but nope, we got to get the full thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, full mm-hmm. zipper and all. Yeah. So Lloyd says that he's the type to want his work, his employees, and his research to all run with a mechanical precision. And Cecily, who is now fitting herself with a headset earpiece, tells him that he can't just bend the world or the people in it to his whims all the time without expecting some pushback. Basically, yes, I know you're a royal, but you don't always get the fucking thing you want. Get over it. Uh, he even does agree. Royal. He's an earl. <laughs> of pudding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't want them to ever explain why that is the nickname she has for him. I, it's I a know title. it's not going to be good. That's not his title. That cannot be his real title. 
He could be an earl like, of a place called Pudding. British people are bad at naming stuff. <laughs> okay, keep reading. I'm gonna figure this like, the I'm, fuck out. You know, I, I'm. You know, it could I just, just be the Earl to... of Yorkshire. It could just be Yorkshire pudding. It's fine. That's probably what it is. It's probably was what Yorkshire is in this universe. Yeah, uh, that's I, fair. you know, I just listened to the Behind the Bastards episodes on uh, Ron DeSantis. So now I'm just going to think of him as putting uh, putting Lloyd. No, that 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 video is so gross. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but it sounds gross. Oh, I posted <laughs> it in the shit pit before. It's really gross. <laughs> oh, I definitely did not watch it. I will continue to be, be like, sorry, I'm posting a Trump campaign ad, but also this is really gross. <laughs> okay, yeah, literally the entire thing is this is a nickname only she calls him, and it's because his favorite food is pudding. No. Wait, no, somebody else mentions it. No, that's it. R- they say Rakshada is the only person to call him Earl of Pudding, and from what We've I recall, never... that's right. We've never and seen he... him eat it. Yeah. That's it's, so weird. That's dumber than what I what I said makes a lot of sense in the context of this show. That's stupid. Yes. I don't know why you're expecting this show to make sense. Ugh, I knew it fair, was going to be dumb, fair. but you pushed me. You pushed me into a corner. <laughs> Sybil, Sybil, you need to check the manga to see if he eats pudding in the manga. Look, yeah, he, hold up. Which timeline is that true in? <laughs> that Maybe is in the one main of them, show. He's the Earl that of Yorkshire. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> that is the main show. It is also his only listed title, which is really God. funny. See, now I'm just imagining what he has, though. <laughs> AB. <laughs> I don't understand what the deal with that is. Like, I will never it's get a Jap- it. Japanese thing. I know. It's, just, it's weird. It's basically it a horoscope. Weird. Yeah, I know. I also don't get that. I'm not a, like, white teen girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> You want me to just pull out my spread? Sybil, now that you're a lady, explain horoscopes to me. (laughs) It's the fact that sometimes you just absolutely want to know that the stars have something in their heart, their burning fusion heart for you. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But the star still burns. Uh, Do you know what? I just, I'm imagining now when Lloyd finally marries, uh, what's her name, whose name I already forgot? Millie, uh, that like the filling inside the cake is going to be pudding. You know it. You know it. Ugh. <laughs> it's just like a lot of cakes, but it's just pudding. Yes, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> you know it what? It's really terrible. I would eat a lava cake where the inside was like butterscotch pudding. I don't like pudding, but a butterscotch pudding like once every three years, I could go for that. The next time the cursed pudding deal is on sale, I'm going to link it to you, Chris. What is the cursed pudding sale? Excuse me? There is this thing that has been happening on Amazon randomly recently wherein someone is selling what it says is four packs of four packs of butterscotch pudding for a buck twenty-five each. And people are misreading it thinking, Uh. oh yeah, a dollar twenty-five for a four pack of pudding. That's a good deal. And then they're ordering enough that a fucking crate shows up (laughs) okay was it for airline miles that the guy bought thousands of puddings yes because i remember that story do you like that to me i want to think about that again later (laughs) i will pull it up because it's in an old idle thumbs i'll find it 
Oh, okay, that explains everything. Yeah, it was Thank Chris you. Remo talking about the sicko shit that uh, people did because he started getting into the airline miles game. Oh, boy. Yeesh. God, I'm going to listen to all of Idle Thumbs again later. Anyway, Lloyd agrees with Cecily. You can't always get what you want. And he says that, well, if Suzuku gets himself killed, they'll just find another pilot for the Lancelot. Because, of course, he just doesn't give a shit about Suzuku at all, supposedly. Though, this does that mean he just has a spare Lancelot just, like, hanging around? Okay, so no? that is just another Lancelot that she's piloting? Uh, maybe. It's yeah, they a prototype name... Lancelot? Also a question mark. They don't name it, I just refer to it as the white frame. Shout out to That's the fair. show for reminding us that they call them Divisors, though, which is extremely stupid. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, it's a term that good. doesn't show up after episode three until right now. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Thank you. On the ground at Ashford, Rakshada and some Black Knights are heating up blowtorches as other armed men surround the field. Um, the most the insane dis- blowtorch. It's like 15 feet long. Well, yes. I mean, they gotta get through a whole nightmare frame. It's like a mech-scaled mech, a mech scaled blowtorch, and it's long for a blowtorch. It's Yeah, it's mech-scaled, and it has to be long enough that they can use it from outside the shutdown field, because otherwise it's going to disable the frame using it. But, but the, the torch part, the, the like the part where the heat comes out, isn't long. It's just a super long bit of, like, flame. The fire yeah. part is long. What the... <laughs> It is the stupidest possible thing, and it's designed by artists who don't know how a blowtorch The tube works. could just be longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the mech disabled, Suzaku could eject man- uh, manually, but he's making it as hard on the terrorist as he can. Zero calls the command center for Ogi, trying to find the location of Nunnally. He's met with the news that Ogi has been shot, and he has ensued all politeness... Telling the lieutenant on the line, well, you'll do. What's the status of the girl in the wheelchair? Um, as the hapless man asks, isn't Ogi's survival a higher priority? Lush snaps back, I don't have time for that right now. We can find his replacement later. The poor guy just goes, uh, well, um, we're more focused on Ogi, and in the chaos, the students mm-hmm. in the building have gone missing. And the Lush just flat out hangs up. And then suddenly, Revels's phone begins ringing with a call from Lelouch. Shirley, Millie, and Revels are outside, hitting within sight of the captured Lancelot. Hitting? Not a, not a great place to hide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Revels just answers the phone, like, get this away. It's not a good time, Lelouch. And he's like, have you seen Nunnally? He's like, no, I thought she was at the clubhouse. And Lelouch just goes understood and hangs up, and then, uh, in his frustration, Revel's lead seizes his voice and suddenly is at gunpoint. Just don't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. You could absolutely put this on mute. Yeah, you probably should have when you started sneaking out of the building. Throw it 50 mm-hmm. feet away immediately. Not 50 feet because I can't throw very far on account of being a <laughs> gamer. But uh, <gasps> in the skies, the Gawain continues to be pursued by the mystery mecha. And every attempt Zero makes to shake it, be it dragging Jeremiah into the path of Black Knight ground troops or simply out boosting it, just can't shake it. And a lot of his people get owned as a result. 
Uh, Cece is trying to get Lelouch to trust her and ha to handle the Nunnally issue, but he's being uh, very shitty to her, despite them sharing the same mech and a mortal danger at the moment. And the two finally manage to get free of Jeremiah. However, when the Gawain heads to a more populated area, then drops the top of a skyscraper onto it. I love, like, I mean, you hit me from behind, coward. <laughs> very good. You missed! You can't hit me! Jeremiah Gutwald! You're wrong, orange boy. You're being hit right now. Coward, behind from back. Be crushed to dust, you relic. Most of the clips I'm going to cut this episode are just Jeremiah sequences. It's so Jeremiah good. is so good this episode. <laughs> I can't wait to see if he lived. They they can't throw away a character this good, can't they? I mean, do you I have so many questions about how this ends. This, yeah, this I want to know the answer. So. We'll get there. DM me the answer. <laughs> oh, okay. Inside the Lancelot, Suzuku can hear as the other students are brought out into the light. Shirley says, look, call Zero. I swear he wants us safe. And Tamaki begins running his mouth, saying, he's close to the guy. And he's like, at a time like this, Zero wouldn't hesitate to shoot anybody. <laughs> and this gets the Lancelot to open up as Suzuku screams out for him to stop. Ah, Tamaki's not impressed by this, turning his rifle to Suzuku. Screw this. All we needed was the Lancelot. A dirty traitor like you could just... Uah! And Tamaki starts shooting into the sky because Arthur leaps out to maul the man, saving Suzuku's life. We stand the, uh, resistance cat. Congrats. I can't believe a cat comes back. Yep. Of no, course the, the cat, cat, comes back. The cat what is, gets what, what, stupider How did it go, That dog is in the Mujahideen? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, say that, that dog is a Mossad agent. There we go. This cat is a Mossad agent. Very good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that's from uh, Pat Labor. Uh. <laughs> uh, this moment is enough time to save the student body because suddenly spotlights illuminate the whole campus. So the Avalon is flying low over the buildings and Lloyd's voice calls out from the speaker saying, Good evening, everyone. Uh, suddenly, another white nightmare frame is flying down from the airship and it begins firing on the Black Knights, scattering them. Uh, Rakshada begins uh, cursing in the spotlights because uh, the Earl of Pudding on the front lines, not the only person who says Pudding. No, that's the same person. That's only her. said was the only Wait, person. Oh, oh, I, oh, I thought you were talking about Cecily. And you know, very paying attention to the podcast. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah, only Rakshada calls him that because she doesn't oh, like using his name. Gosh, imagine uh, paying less attention than me during a podcast. <laughs> the Earl of Pudding thing is stupid. It doesn't re it doesn't demand my attention. It demands full attention. We spent five minutes on it. It demands your attention. I mean, like the, the I remember figuring out what the reason why he's being called Pudding. I don't. Whatever. Fuck it. Uh, so from above, Lloyd just stares down at her uh, with the most disdain we've ever seen on anyone's face all season. Uh, inside the cockpit of the Nightmare Frame, Cecily reports to Lloyd that the test parts they've equipped her with are ready for common use. As she pulls out a newer model of the Lancelot shield and miniguns spring from her chassis to destroy the trap. Uh, she calls out to Suzuku over the now active Lancelot's radio, saying that if he pops the tank, they can refuel his mech. As she does, Suzaku asks why they came for him after, you know, the whole reckless disregard for orders thing. 
Why indeed, she asks, as Lloyd butts in on the call. Well, of course we're just here for the Lancelot, which is fair. Suzaku sucks. <laughs> but both of them are clearly going a bit above and beyond just recovering the Lancelot, as they install a replacement arm on the mech, power it back up, and promise Suzaku that the Avalon will be taking Ashford Academies safely in hand. Go after Zero, urges Cecily, as Lloyd helpfully promises to keep the students safe. After all, my fiancé happens to be nearby. Um, there's a completely absurd moment where the rising Lancelot pauses to, head a, to have a wordless stare-down with the rooftop Arthur the Cat before. Incoming message on the Royal Channel, wonders Suzaku, before a completely fucked-up Cornelia just gaps out Kurarugi. And we cut to Toto in the thick of combat, where... Uh... He gets a call from Zero, and unfortunately, the call he gets is just as dickish as the one everyone else gets. He says, Toto, I'm leaving the battlefield for more urgent matters. Sorry, rebellion over. Ogi's been <laughs> shot. Have Dina to assume his duties. I won't be responding to your phone calls after this. Bye. And then we see the Gawain is now out over the ocean, and Zero cuts comms before just the absolutely gobsmacked Toto can sputter a reply. And the next thing to hit him over the radio is 7th Squad wiped out. And we see that the Black Knights are losing Ashford Academy entirely. Uh, whatever frame Cecily is piloting makes short work of the limited armored troops and all of their little losers with, like, machine guns. Um, the Avalon is slowly receiving every student and faculty member with its shields, providing protection. And I love the youngest students first, even though the age range is, like, three years very dumb. I have to imagine, because we know not everyone on campus lives there. In fact, it's called out that it's very weird that a couple of our cast are there. So, how are the three-year-olds getting here? And also, how wide is this school that it's so big, but also toddlers are expected to walk to fucking classes? I don't know, man. <laughs> that line alone just asked so many questions that we'll never hear about. Things continue to go to shit as in the middle of the city, a slow rumbling collapses the sidewalk and Jeremiah's mech is floating upwards again. He has a very good pissed off face here. Yeah. Is this where he lets it rip through all the guys? No, that was earlier. <laughs> that was earlier. That was when... Uh... Zero was trying to lose him, and he just Beyblades through dudes who just do the It's a Gundam! Scream and we, die. We missed our chance to say Let it rip on the podcast. Bummer. I'm sorry. There'll be other chances. Yeah, if Not he lives, we'll know. You can guess. We'll call you in for a Jeremiah episode. Yeah, I'll just call it just only on one podcast. <laughs> only thing I say is let it rip, and then I leave. <laughs> Would that in just... any way be the stupidest thing we've done on this show? No, not even no. close. No, I just gotta, you gotta have, uh, record a, a voice of it and just put it on the soundboard. I can <laughs> also do that. On the rooftop garden, the Lancelot has arrived beside the Viceroy. Cornelia is very brief, not knowing how much strength she has, but she quickly tells Suzuku three things. One, Zero is going to Kamine Island. I cannot remember more than that. And Suzuku mutters, Yes. Two, my troops are going to win this battle with zero out of play. Don't tell them I'm wounded. All it would do is hurt morale. And three, she makes a gesture with her hands and tells Suzuku, This is incredibly informal, but I dub thee a Knight of Britannia. You're now Euphemia's knight in both title and station. 
Honor the Empire, Sir Suzuku Kururugi. Clear my sister's tarnished name. He's a real bad knight. Yeah, he does pretty good this season for his ten minutes. I mean, other than his charge being dead and ordering a yeah, genocide? No, literally never does anything to be a good knight. Look, he's a knight of vengeance now. That can be his title. Some sort of dark knight. <laughs> I mean, they keep turning him inside out on the color spectrum on the uh, titles. <laughs> Solemnly, Suzuku nods and gives a yes, your highness, before climbing back into his nightmare. All across the battlefield, the Black Knight lines are collapsing. Uh, Dieter is talking a big game, but internally he's shitting himself wondering where Zero has vanished to. It, it's just amazing how much this is a house of cards that leans on Zero, and the second he fucks off, everyone just loses their shit. At least this next one explains a bit of it. Sure, yeah, no, but it's so funny. Uh... Toto and the Four Swords are having to fall back, one of the latter thinking to himself that Toto's a great general, but he's uh, just been handed a shit sandwich since nobody but Zero had the full picture. Uh, troops at Ashford are falling into chaos and turning on each other, blaming the one poor sap from earlier for something driving Zero off after his call. You know what it is, Nobody Matt. actually knows what's happening in his head. They all have wow. inferior equipment, except for Zero, who has the mech that obliterates like 700 guys in a shot. That's true. He is, he is the, uh, the hero character, or the, the hero unit. Yeah. We have the Gurren Mark It's like too. when Nobunaga dies in like, your total War Three Kingdoms. The game is over. That's not even Nobunaga. What did I mean? Lubu. They're the same guy Also, per your comment, Garrett, the Gurren doesn't have its gun arm anymore. Yeah, so it's, it's just got a, shitty... a fast mech. Surely yeah. they have like an extra, an extra claw arm. You know, they don't. They have, no, you see her with one of the extra glasted knight arms, just like uh, the Lancelot. Well, that's dumb. Yeah, it's just a. What if there was a robot where like three quarters of it were faster than usual? Yeah, it's. <laughs> what if we took Char Zaku? It's still faster, but we didn't give it any guns. It's got that knife. Yes, a thing that will definitely be good after it gets stuck in one guy. No, it's a heat knife. It, it just cuts through like butter. <laughs> uh-huh, 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 sure. Uh, but anyway. The prog knife was so cool. Yeah. The prog knife was cool. I, I still keep wanting to call things prog knife, and I realize, I keep remembering that, no, that's Evangelion, that they don't call it that in any other show. Uh, don't worry, there's one show that will rip it off, and it's garbage, and you should never watch it. Oh, no, what is so it? So I immediately want to watch it. The Fully Cooley sequels. Oh, yeah. I no. can't even get through regular Fully Cooley because it's really fucking boring. I'm with you on that, and also, holy shit, the new ones are bad. I would have to smoke like, a lot like of weed to enjoy Fully Cooley, I think. Okay, Matt, you need to realize that season four is currently airing and they're about to roll directly into season five. Jesus. Yeah, no, I've heard that the recent ones are trash and nobody knows why they exist. Uh, the answer is... So much. I just looked up what the knife well, yes. was called on the Gurren and it's just called a fork knife. That's <laughs> yeah, for one thing, is it called forks? those a nork. No, it's not. It's just a knife, Matt. Well, no, I mean, it's got, like, two that prongs, so, like, I, I get it. I forgot if it was, okay, I forgot it was progs, but anyway. Stop saying Nork so it, also. No, 
That's what it is. It's a Nork. The critic covered this 20 years ago. Probably 25. Oh, boy. Uh, so, in the midst of everything, a panicked Kallen takes a call from a barely conscious Ogi who tells her, uh, you should see Zero soon. Follow him. Keep him safe. He's the one who will make our dream a reality. She pulls rank and calls for a captured air transport so she can pursue immediately. At Ashford, Lloyd is telling Cecile to hold out just a little bit longer. Nearly everybody's aboard the airship when suddenly Cecile's uh, begins getting alerts about a massive heat signature on her instruments. A hatch opens in the courtyard. Slowly from the basements of the campus, a battered old, was this a G- Gymede spits off. Ganymede. Yeah, Ganymede spits off. That's a real word. Charging... <laughs> that it's doesn't mean I know Chris. how to pronounce it. Uh, Been there. It spits off its charging cables and rises into sight, carrying a metallic object. Rakshada wonders why something so ancient would be even here, but Lloyd's voice screams over the Avalon's picture. Oh, hell! Cease fire! That goes for you too, Black Knights! Huh? Call a temporary truce! We can't fire on that! Rakshada, never hearing the man panic like that before, confirms his order to her troops. Because it's a fucking nuke. Lloyd sighs with relief and takes a moment to compose himself before turning the mic on again and asking Nina, did you complete it? And she whispers out a reply over the comms. There wasn't enough time to test it. I don't know if it'll explode. Love to just test a nuke in the middle of my school. Uh, (laughs) Still, I'll try to. And Billy begins running up to her going, what do you mean it'll explode before Cecile flies in and deposits herself as a human shield between the students and the explosive? Uh, Lloyd says that if this device functions according to theory, the Sakuradite-powered device could wipe the entirety of the Tokyo settlement off the map. Uh, at this point, Nina rears up in her seat and goes shrill, screaming, Zero, hell of edge, Princess Euphemia. Zero, where is he? With her hands grasped, shaking hands, grasping the trigger as we cut away. Before the commercial hits, we see the Gawain finally reaching Kamine Island and Zero swearing he'll retrieve his sister. Or else all of this, including Euphemia's death, was for nothing. Absolute garbage general, this Zero, this episode. My god! We've almost done everything, and I've almost stuck it to my fucking dad. But somebody took my sister, and I have Fifi's. <laughs> After the commercial, the episode's pacing goes to complete shit, because the last ten minutes are basically everyone stalling everyone else to run out the clock on the season, with us cutting back to the battlefield multiple times and showing various characters in panic so their fates can be unknown. Yeah, because we'll surely pick this up next season. <laughs> oh god uh here are the things yeah, which just like the nino thing will come back don't worry about it <laughs> yeah it does yeah. come back well, i'm yeah, sure I it guess. does but we haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. uh here are things which actually matter until the episode runs out nunnally and vivi can be seen inside charles's piss temple with flashes seeming to imply it can be reached through the stone carving at the back of the Kamine island ruins the Gawain lands, and Lelouch asks Cece, do you have some sort of connection to this place? To which she just says, not this one. He asks if Nunnally's abductor has a Gias power. She says, she doesn't know, and suddenly, despite being king shit to her all episode, he goes, well, we are accomplices, so I'll give you the benefit of believing you. Just phrased in the most cunty way possible. So, 
the earth begins glowing and suddenly both Cece and Lelouch are trapped in another one of her psychic feedback visions. Uh, this is one of the clearest sets of these that we see so far. And Lelouch is the one reacting as we see what seems to be visions of Cece throughout time, dying in various ways. It implies World War One happened in some fashion in this timeline based on the trench warfare and tanks uh, she's running past. But also that she died, uh, burned as a witch, uh, has been guillotined at least once, got an Iron Maiden for her troubles, was straight up killed in a church uh, that she ran to for sanctuary, um, which bore her sigil on its masonry. So there's some lore there, I guess. In probably the single funniest shot of the season, uh, these flashes end with a photograph of Jupiter and its great red spot, which crossfades into being a <laughs> naked Lelouch's gias eye in a white void. <laughs> That's probably going to be our title for our, our art for the episode. I love it. It's it's a lot. That's it's fair. a lot. Sybil, you missed out on my favorite line this episode by being a disgusting dub watcher. Oh. Oh baby, hit me! Uh, no, I haven't. I'll say it. I, we have a. I have okay. a note. I'm just very excited. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lelouch asks the now visible, just as naked C2, if these memories, if these are her memories, he's seeing. She says that yes, this is all she can remember, and is unsure if there was a time before, quote unquote, all of this, when she was a normal, simple human. She only remembers being a witch and endlessly alone in her, um recurrence um c2 says uh all of the people who i've ever known as well as any other memories i might have once had are vanished into the flow of time lelouch says that no she is no longer alone a, de a declaration that shocks her where uh, accomplishes you and i and perhaps if you were to be called a witch i shall tide myself a demon this is where the subtitle says if you're a witch i'll be your warlock Incredible. <laughs> that feels like it's an incorrect translation based on the fact that most of the episode titles call him a demon. I know. That's why I think it's it's oh, it's so dumb. I love that. It's it's just what an alt couple is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Going to the Bauhaus show, looking over at the fully zipped up uh, gimp next to you in the crowd, just going, hell yeah. Whatever happens here was enough that it brings them out of the trap and back to themselves in the Gawain. However, at this point, enough undisclosed time has stalled that literally everyone else has made it to the island. Jeremiah's mech strikes out at them from the skies. Zero! It is I! Repent is now! Stubborn ass! CC uses the last shot in the laser cannon, which they prefer... Did they have, have they ever called this the Hadron Cannon before? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Wasn't that the cannon that they used in the tunnel when they assaulted the hotel? No, that thing? was a railgun. It had a different dumb name. Yeah, that had its That's own fair. name, but no, they have called this the Hadron Cannon a couple of times. Uh, when we stole the Gawain. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That that one. Yeah, they're talking about they got the Hadron Cannon working. She uses the last shot in the cannon to create a screen of steam around them in the sea, and she turns to Lelouch, kissing him, and she says that he has to save Nunnally and prevail over your own past to succeed. And she drops him off on the ground, and he simply orders her not to die. 
Her response is a morose, who do you think you're talking to? And he gives a smirking, a good point. <laughs> CC enters the uh, quantum void of maybe dead between seasons with a suicide attack on Jeremiah, where she uh, just basically flies into his mech and sends them both into the bottom of the ocean, which I don't know why the show thinks is dramatic. You literally just showed us a montage of her being unkillable. Uh-huh. 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 Inside the ruins, Lelouch is about to touch the carving and do some plot stuff to it when suddenly a gunshot ricochets off the stone before him and Suzuku walks out of the shadow, gun aimed right at Zero. Zero begins making a big fancy speech again about Euphemia called for genocide and you're still wearing her bat and Suzuku cuts him off with, yeah, no, I know what a geass is, you prick. The way he says it is like pretty good. It's like... You'd fight for a woman like Your Gias power is quite convenient, isn't it? You get to hide in the shadows while others take all the blame for doing your dirty work. You're just an arrogant coward. That's your true nature, the real you. This is the best Suzuku scene of the season. Mm-hmm. How much does that really say, though? It doesn't <laughs> say a thing. lot, but Suzuku completely fed up with zero slash Lelouch's shit and well, ahead of the game. Well, that's because this is personal is instead of about his dumb ideology. But he also says somewhere in this, I used to think you had to be a good guy to do things, but you know, no, I'm going to do things your way, you son of a bitch, and you're going to die for it. Suzuku then goes, hey, Callan, you want to learn who Zero is? Because of course he's clocked that she has a pistol drawn on him in the shadows. Without waiting for her reply, because she's now shook and is going to speak like five words for the rest of the episode, Suzuku just fires one perfect shot that ricochets off the Zero Mask, sending cracks spreading down the whole thing until it splits in two with the silliest pop sound effect. Suzuku's face goes from disappointment to pure rage in the space of a few seconds. Good work by the animators to just get all this in here. Callan, on the other hand, collapses to her knees, tears welling up in her eyes. The knight's only response is, I didn't want it to be you. And Callan just stops short of sobbing, saying, you you used us? You used me? Yes, yes, he did. (laughs) And Lelouch says, I did. And as a result, Japan is going to be free, a nation on the world stage once more. You certainly can't complain about that. Yeah, about that. (laughs) Suzuku says that he should have arrested his friend while he had the chance. He said, I, I figured it had to be you early on, but I convinced myself that it couldn't be true. And now it's led to the death of your sister, Euphemia. And I'm like, there was no indication whatsoever that Suzuku had any idea. At least, like, you could say that now, but I don't believe it because <laughs> they don't want us to think that. Also, this hits me. He has just said right in front of Callan, who does not react to this, Hey, Lelouch, you're a crown prince. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she does not respond to that at all. No. No, because she's just disappointed that uh, um, her, um, you know. The guy she kind of couldn't stand on campus is also her boss? Yeah. And, and also also her secret terrorist crush? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has already so- seen her naked. Never fall in love with a masked man. Never. Never fall in love with a masked man. Not a good one. Unless maybe you put the mask on him yourself. 
Okay, Maybe? sure. Does that work out? Does that work out? But that's fine after with it mask? starts off. Um, it works out, it works well out him, fine yeah. with Tuxedo Mask eventually, Great. but she doesn't fall in love with him until she's seen him without it. That's coward shit. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's just growing up in a sane, stable society where you're like, don't date masked men. Her mama taught uh-huh. her right. <laughs> uh, Ikoku is the secret hero of uh, Sailor Moon. She raised that girl right. Okay. Mm-hmm. God, God, I can't believe that Yu Yu Hakusho only happens because his mom loved to get drunk and wanted to hit his corpse. It's so good. Yu Hakusho is so good. Bleach only happens because a woman fucked a ghost. Hell yeah. Really? Yeah, it's Ghostbusters 2.5. Ichigo's dad is ghost. Ghostbusting, all right. <sighs> anyway, I guess uh, <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> Does it matter? For no, it really clearly. doesn't. That series no. is so no, that's fucking why I thought it was nuts. funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Callan is yeah crying, speechless, completely useless, and. Lelouch tries again, saying, yes, and it's put my other sister, Nunnally, at risk. She's been captured, Suzuku. But we can put this aside, call a temporary truce for her sake. And Suzuku raises his gun, cutting him off, saying, I- I'm through with this. Uh, if you had just teamed up with Yuffie, things would have been different. Uh, we'd have been spared all of this bloodshed. But Lelouch stops fucking around and just goes, oh, I'm going to take this from the father killer? Get his ass. remorse while he- <laughs> yeah, wallow in remorse while you have the time for it. The past is over and done. Suzaku puts his finger on the trigger, his hand shaking as he draws a bead on Lelouch. You're hopeless. You'd betray the whole world if you were given the chance. The way it betrayed you, I'm not going to let your twisted dream be realized. And of course, because the show's death note is hell, Lelouch makes a big sweeping gesture and slams a bomb on his own chest. Fine, shoot me. If my heart stops, this liquid saccharidite will detonate and take us all with me. Um, the terrorist offers a deal. As Callan continues to fall into despair, Lush not even acknowledging her as an ally in crisis, nor a life worth saving. Look, I'll let you go if you just tell me who told you about Gias. Suzuku only gets more furious, and he's snarling to the point that even the unbreakable Lelouch is starting to wince. Nothing that happens now is your concern. Your very existence is a mistake. And Suzuku says, I'll take care of Nunnally, but you, Lelouch, you have to be erased from the face of the earth. And with this, Lelouch's face also slides into a rage. It's uh, the I'll take care of your wife is less impactful when it's your sister. Uh, who's also already being mothered by a maid, not him anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Lelouch whips out a, his gun, and both men are staring at one another down over a barrel. And the last thing we see is the faces of all three of them flashing by as we see both triggers begin to be pulled, and uh, Nunnally's face recoiling as if she was the one who was shot. And that's the end. We did it. We're free. That's That's where season one just stops. Yep, can't wait to continue this in season two. I was, I lost my fucking Episode mind. I'm like, we're stopping there. Are you fucking ki-? like literally nothing is resolved? No. Yes. In fact, the only thing that would have been resolved all show, he just fucking flew away from. Bye. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. And and now like yeah, everything, everything is falling apart. It's such a cliffhanger. And then and then and everything then, that happens this... doesn't matter now. Apparently yes. not. <laughs> so Chris suggested that Matt and I watch the second season premiere until the opening plays. And we did. Because uh-huh. it's wild. It answers literally no questions. Literally none. Roughly one year has passed since season one, they tell us with a date card. And we see Cece piloting some sort of airship uh, dirigible with what a mook in the back says might be the last remains of the Black Knights. They look like they're planning a 9-11 based on the grunts all preparing themselves to die. Cece at the pilot controls. That's not Toto, is it? Like, who is the... It's not no, Toto. It's not no, Toto. it's a, it's just it's just a some, nameless guy. Okay. It's just some new fucking No, he guy. has a name. Let me tell you. Let me open up the mobile game and tell hey. you his name. <laughs> I hope you like this, because this is what happens at Iron-Blooded Orphans also. There's a big-time cut, and all the guys you liked are gone, and here's some new losers. We cut to Ashford Academy, where uh, innocent schoolboy Lelouch Lamperouge is trying to cut class again. And he's being pursued through the halls by Valletta, the gym teacher. <laughs> this isn't Reeves, by the way. This is his new brother. Really? Because no, I thought that was no. Reeves. That's Reeves in a wig. The new he brother says, I have to is after the opening. Uh, so what the fuck do you mean new brother? What the fuck do you mean new brother? The person driving the bike isn't Lelouch. It's his new brother. Yeah. The person <laughs> driving the bike is his new brother. I didn't There's see another also, person driving the bike. Also, the worst part of season two. So you, you in the intro, do you remember the little kid with the purple eyes? No, we didn't. Hair? I didn't watch the intro. Oh, you should have because there's a little kid with purple eyes and blonde hair. And it's Lelouch's new brother, the person driving what? the bike away. What? <laughs> uh, anyway, th- that guy's name is is Urabe. He has a name. He's a okay. two star. Oh God, I didn't even know that. Oh my! What are we doing? <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. I only know a little bit of this because I started doing some research on what happened between seasons, and apparently... Oh, this will ruin my spoiler for you, but this will be fun for Matt. Okay. Oh, jeez. Carry Go on. For it. So, my spoiler is, by the way, Matt, that this thing that appears to be an AU is real. Wait, oh, no, no I, I, I knew that. it was real. Oh, oh it but... seems to just be this huge AU where he's in high school with Valletta as his gym teacher. I don't think either of us took it as an AU. No. Yeah. The, no. Oh, God. And, and right, right. So let's, let's just finish the, the bit we're covering here, which is like one more seed. <sighs> anyway, so apparently the uh, surviving student council, which apparently seems like everyone survived, except for we haven't seen Nina. Yeah, we, we don't Nina's know if this alive. is the surviving student council. Okay, well, we didn't know that. Alive. That's why I was writing it that way. Yeah, racism yeah, yeah. is alive and well. <laughs> I'm just saying, we don't see Nunley, we don't see Nina. Uh, how yeah, how so, much yeah, we see Revolves. Nunley. Yeah. We, <laughs> we see Millie, who uh, enables Lelouch. I forget what she throws him. It looks like a croissant in a bag. It's a curry bun. It's a curry bun. Uh, that sounds fucking tasty right now. I'm starving. Yeah, for real, dude. Oh, Valletta um, actually calls her out like, you're the worst student council president. She's just like, I'm just trying to be supportive. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, uh, like, Valletta, like, jumps, well, she she uh, corners uh, Lelouch in, like, the science closet or something, and then he, like, creates, like, 
pink smoke by like putting liquids together Love to, to escape. Make, she yells, it's just smoke as though everyone thought he did a gas attack? No, she yells, it's just pink smoke, which is. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the rest of the student council's here. Like, Revol's fucking Valletta jumps out a window and like tackles what she who she thinks is Lelouch like Batman. outside You're like breaking fucking, this kid's back I know his spine is fucking dust annihilated <laughs> like Mortal Kombat x-ray move right here okay but uh, we're also true, especially like, because they're clamp characters it's fucking uh-huh. Revolts <laughs> it's Revolts who can't walk now he's not like right, yeah, yeah cause like he's wearing a wig he was helping his buddy uh, skip class uh, and decided he was gonna That's take right. one in the back for it and now now <laughs> And now in the fucking Code Geass fighting game, it's not only in Revels in wheelchairs as uh-huh, fucking uh-huh, Ryu uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> fucking put that on uh, Mugen or whatever. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Code Geass characters in Mugen. Just, I watch Salty would, Bet regularly. I want Nita to uh-huh. just come in. Sorry, not only to just come in and do a bunch of donuts as her super. That would rock. Uh, that would be funny anyway (laughs) yeah so um yeah lelouch steals uh revol's bike is that actually lelouch not the brother right like that's lelouch steals the the one in the bike i didn't see a second person all i know is that lelouch jumps in the sidecar Gotcha. I didn't oh. see what he jumped in. I just know he goes, sorry, Revolve's gonna borrow your bike. His new 12-year-old looking brother drives him away. I did not know there was a fucking brother. Jesus. You, Unreal. Unreal. Anyway, so yeah, and Shirley's there and just goes, like, oh, Lulu, oh, Lulu, what are you up to now? Before the title plays. And yeah, uh-huh. Just what, what in the fuck? Well, he, here's the thing. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say Clearly, the thing that happened has to be something that Vivi did, right? Like, that has to be Probably. the key that, that right? Because it's like, okay, I don't there's know. another I six episodes of season two and then fucking punched out. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But, like, it just feels like, okay, there's this weird gap. Something, you know, somebody did a magic thing, clearly. And... I guess the question is, it probably wasn't C2, C2, CC who did it, but no, Marianne is in C. play, and she's under the C, she, she, she's under the CC, and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> is, <laughs> based on those statues, definitely down where it's wetter. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And, um, and yeah, and Vivi's in play, we don't know what he's done at all, but I assume a lot of this has to do with him, and then Marianne's probably in the mix somewhere. I don't know. Fucking who knows, but it's so stupid. It seems to be, to me, it seems like it's a government psyop, which is just as good. Yeah. There's a lot of questions based on that opening, and uh, we'll have fun, fuckers. We'll come back to that around <laughs> 2025 or so. Yeah. I, I feel like somebody just like drew like Valletta in like, you know, work outfit and just been like, man, that's hot. Let's animate that. I think her gym teacher outfit is just. Her pilot coat from the first season when she's in the title, but with a new mm-hmm. coat on. Well, it's not a coat. It's it's like a top, like a tank top and shorts that are model that look like her pilot outfit, like same color scheme and pattern, but it's just some sportswear instead, which is really good, actually. It is a good design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, God, I'm yeah. so excited I, for you to tell Matt and Garrett about fucking Super Robot Wars when Big O rolls around. <laughs> oh, I have to play the one that Big O is in before we get to that season. The one where they put the actual plot of Big O in it because it's not in the show. Oh, which is that one of the Z games? No, it's uh, it's one of the V X or T's. I forget. It's recent enough that it's in English by default. If you get the no, the Big O isn't in any of those. One sec. I am noted English release Super Robot Wars expert. I can't be that noted. I didn't know that. Biko is in Super Robot Wars Destiny, and you're right, the Z series. So, which means you have to play three games. Because uh, Z is a trilogy. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Oh, no. Whatever. That's LST shit. That's not this. <laughs> but you got me started talking about Super Robot Wars. I can't help it. Yeah, but I also know that both of us could egg each other on for a while, so I have to rein the show in for editing reasons. <laughs> I yeah, I'm no longer in charge of the show, you. so I can't just say shut the fuck up, but also. <laughs> As the editrix, I have to. Anyhow, so I got a couple questions for After Season. If anyone else has some more, Adam, after. Who got a raw deal? Shirley or Mao? Mao. Mao's mean, dead. Mao, clearly. Mao. Well, not, not just Shirley that, can still be plot important later. Okay, but she yeah. got mind wiped, realized she'd been mind wiped, and then something else has happened to her that she's just like, Lulu, where are you at? That's the thing. It's a reset to, well, <coughs> zero. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and she, uh, so now she's like back in play as the love interest for, for Lelouch. We're, we're, we're back in it. It's just going to happen over again. Mal, like, he had a terrible, like, life. His entire life was terrible, and then he died. Yeah, imagine being named after a guy way cooler than you. <laughs> That's true. That is pretty bad. Uh, how many named mm. people do we think just got iced off screen between seasons? I'm going to say at least two deaths. Least? Uh, I can't say. Man. Yeah, I, I understand two of you will be quiet. I mean, granted, granted, if we're just thinking about what I happened said just with the Black Knights... That's at least four, right? Okay, okay. Like, just the Black Knights alone, there's there's Ogi and uh, Tamaki, and then there's probably somebody else whose name I'm forgetting. Like, there's Ogi's a... not dead, I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because of the whole Valletta thing being still alive. Uh, but, like, fucking... Oh, God, like... Cornelia's still a question mark. Uh, you have fucking Jeremiah. Well, Jeremiah's going to be around. Everyone's still a question mark. Other than so, the student council. Uh, I, I, I'm, do, I'm doing my best not to just answer it. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. a reason to just, yeah. Mo my favorite thing is this question gets answered like almost immediately after the opening. This is why it's so That's funny. true. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say three. Three is going to be my number. Okay. There's going to be at okay. least three. I will be revisiting this when we get to season two just to laugh in our own faces. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. And I think Nunnally will be trapped there a while because it doesn't seem like it has stairs or ramps. <laughs> Most of the stairs. They had well, then how did she get up there? What Chris is responding Magic. to is my question in the notes How long will we leave Nunnally trapped off screen in the Piss Temple? Look, all I'm saying time. is that Probably the whole Charles, Charles does not seem like he cares about like ADA regulations. No, Charles is a fucking Darwinist eugenicist. He obviously does not care yeah. about this child. He says so. 
Yeah, I don't know. That I got questions. You know what? I just realized what it is. The problem I have with Nunnalee is that Nunnalee ha- wheelchair makes her has the Professor X wheelchair, which just makes me think of that fucking meme of Professor X's one weakness. Yeah, yeah, I know the exact page you're talking about. Oh, you mean that exact? Specifically, it's a YTMND. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. No, I, I actually did read that comic up through that point, so I do know the exact thing you're talking about when yep. Ultimate Mr. Sinister hucks him down the stairs. <laughs> That's Matt's what happens to Professor X and X-Men. I'm sorry, Matt. Ultimate X-Men, yeah. Man, like... <laughs> comic books are dumb. <laughs> comic books are dumb? Yeah. Well, I'll say that I bought a whole bunch of them. Anyway. Imagine reading X-Men and then thinking it's not anime and then getting mad about it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. anything else anyone wants to add to this? Have fun. Y- you know, Think about this for the entire know, year. Fucking Cece needs to stop falling in love with the people she gives fucking Gios powers to. She's two for two. It's bad. Don't well, do it. Fall, look, she didn't fall in love. I know. With I'm fucking around, but like mommy stuff. Yeah. No, fine. but like at the same time, at the same time, supposedly it, by her word, she became his lover, and then also now she's kissing Lelouch and okay. like making it sound like she's like, like I said, like, they're, they're married to each other. She can you become know, his lover. Deal with the devil and all mommy that. stuff. I've seen some videos. I know that, but like. That's the, that's the fucking thing. It's like, of course she's going to, like, the witch is always going to fall in love with the person she gives her powers to because nobody else can connect with her because everyone else either shuns her or tries to kill her or doesn't trust her, etc. It's the whole thing. Don't fall in love with your contract, people. I have a terrible corollary to that. Does that mean that awful imp Vivi is going to have a weird lover in Suzuku or someone else? Oh, oh, you know that, that Vivi is going to have an unrequited, like, thing for Suzuki. You know so funny? You know Is it. that because Vivi is the size of a normal human child and everyone else is a clamp character, it's like when you romance Sten in Dragon Age. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, like, seven times taller <laughs> Oh my god, I just had a horrible thought. So if we actually operate on the logic that one of those double initial folks has to have an opposite gendered partner that does not leave a lot of candidates for Vivi and then I had the thought could not only use a kiosk without working eyes well they're all different skills they don't need eyes but they all have well, she eyes. doesn't she doesn't have open the sigil in eye. the eyes well okay they, they have do. the sigil in the eyes but you don't need the eye to do the thing it's not exposure to oxygen sigil. come on just fucking do do one of these with a fucking yeah, open like... their eyes symbol. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a new like Ludovico attachment to her wheelchair. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like the answer to Kaisen. It'll be like a wing king, except it comes up and goes. <laughs> no, I had a much funnier idea, which is you you have her eyes strapped open, and Vivi's just spinning her around like a machine gun, firing with her eyes. Oh lord. <laughs> Oh lord! No, he rides on the back of it. It's like the end of Tetsuo the Iron Man. <laughs> just drive away. Vivi just sitting on Dudley's shoulder as it fucking goes uh-huh, around, uh-huh. holding an Uzi. I love will destroy the world, Dudley. <laughs> awesome. Oh my god. 
Yeah, now now just seeing them like running through the streets in that like <laughs> those rocket segments, but it's not yes. a lady in the wheelchair. So yes. good. So good. Oh, so terrible. God. But yeah. Oh, with that, I think we're done for this week. Who's got plugs? Thank God. I'm, like running out of able I don't jokes, like, I don't have today. anything. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's up. Check out my reviews. I have a bunch out. There's a bunch more coming. Yeah. You can find other shows from us at pitchdrop.cash if you go to our Patreon, give us as little as a buck a month. Various other shows with all the hosts on this. We do JRPGs. We do anime. We do... I guess technically Final Fantasy XIV is still a JRPG by multiple definitions. Mm-hmm. Sybil, so, well, we gotta we gotta schedule the next manga, uh, radio manga. We do. Tell me when. I'm unemployed. I can't. I have all the fucking time. What if you do it today and release it today, so I don't have to edit my podcast that's supposed to come out today? I already fucking no. released a show today. Two of oh, them. Great. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. I keep on my only, schedule. You guys only pay a dollar. Fuck you. I don't care about you. This comes out whenever I want it to. <laughs> well, that was a five dollar. Was fucking fucking. No, I'm talking about mine. It could come out whenever I want it to. It costs a dollar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We'll be yeah. back next month on the free feed when we begin season one of Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, and mm. we'll return sometime near 2025 with season two of Code Geass, unless you're listening <laughs> to this from the future, in which case, how smart do you feel right now for waiting? Not as smart as me, where you make trick people into this and then leave. <laughs> but our patrons can listen to some bonus episodes for the season on the Patreon as soon as two weeks from now. We'll be talking about Speed Racer, Clerks 3, and Afro Samurai. We'll catch you then. Peace. Also on the service you're now paying for. (laughs) That's true. I did find it was on Hulu last night. I just ran into it out of nowhere. Afro Samurai is everywhere. Hmm. They just want to get that money. Fair enough. it's, It's such a weird orphan. It was a Spike TV original. It's really fucking Lord. good. It is yeah, so no. it, it has no right to be as good as it is, considering it just where it pops out of. And then also, like, when something is like really, really good and really, really well received, and then they just don't do anything with it, it's so weird in that regard. That shit happened pretty regularly for a while, especially once early streaming kicked up. Anyhow, we'll return. But for now, see you around. Bye.